Hello and welcome to the 19th episode of the Football South Coast Weekly. And we will start with the Illawarra Mercury Premier League where on Friday night Bulleye defeated Corrible 5-2 at Memorial Park. Joel Beattie earned a brace for the visitors which were his first goals of the season. Cringilla pulled off an impressive result holding reigning champions Wollongong United to a one-all draw at Macedonia Park. Mitsu Yamada put the hosts ahead 10 minutes before the break before Alex Prantowski equalised just after the hour mark. Maruna batted South Coast United at Ocean Park with a 6-2 victory. Corey Haynes Gross got himself a hat-trick for the Sharks, making it five goals for him to start the year. Wollongong Olympic maintained their perfect start to the campaign, defeating Port Kembla 4-1. Hikaru Kawasaki continued his goal-scoring start to the season, while Ben Zuko also found that, meaning he has two goals in two games. Tarawana recorded their second 3-0 win in a row, winning against Belambi at Tarawana Oval. And on Sunday, Albion Park ended Coniston's 100 record with a 2-1 win at Terry Reserve. Cameron Morgan netted a brace in that one which were his first goals of this year. And in a round one catch-up match on Sunday, Winuna made it two from two this weekend, edging past Belambi 1-0 at Elizabeth Park. In the People Care District League, Picton picked up their first win of the season with a 2-0 win against Berkeley at Hume Oval as Oak Flats won 3-1 against Kiama at Kiama Sporting Complex. Shell Cove were convincing victors in a 4-0 win against University at Coolabong Oval, with Mimi Yelda continuing his prolific start to the season, getting two goals. Helensburg got back to winning ways with a 3-0 win against Fern Hill at Rex Jackson Oval, while Thoreau got their first win of the year, defeating Balgowney 4-2 at Thomas Gibson Park. Robbie Gingell scored a brace for the hosts. In the only game on Sunday in the District League, Unandera edged past Rilla 1-0 to maintain their perfect record in the District League this year. We will now move on to a preview of the Illawarra Mercury Premier League this weekend. And Nathan Turner joins me again for this week. Nathan, how are you going? Oh, good thanks, Tim. How are you? Yeah, all right, all right. It's set to be another interesting round. We had quite a few goals in the uh, in the division last week. Yeah, a lot of free-flowing attack, uh, a lot of uh, good goals as well on the weekend. Uh, Bulleye scoring five, Winuna scoring six, Olympic scoring four. So plenty of uh, attacking threats in the competition. And we do have another Friday night game this week. It is Cringilla against Bulleye at Korean Park. So the Lions, I mean, they did pick up what it was a hugely impressive result that uh, draw with Wollongong United, Alex Prentoski getting the goal there for the Lions. This game here against Bulleye will mean they have played the entire top five in their opening five games. You would say, Nathan, what they could take from this is that they certainly have proved to be very competitive against these sides at the top. Yeah, I know we've spoken about it the last few weeks and um, they were sort of slipped off the, the money a bit last week against Tarawana and that 3-0 defeat, but you know, backed it up with an impressive performance against uh, Wollongong United. One or draw, um, that's a lot of positive sign com- coming out of that one and, and they'll be definitely wanting to look to build from that in the weeks to come. Yeah, and their, their opponents, Bulai, they got themselves an important win uh, against Coromel. Joel Beattie picked up a brace, but they are still yet to keep a clean sheet to, to this stage yet. But I think an important point to be made is that the league does say that they are five points off the top, but they have had quite a difficult run in comparison to the sides ahead of them, having already played Wollongong United and Wollongong Olympic. Yeah, versing the two two of the top teams in the competition in the opening few rounds isn't sort of what you want, but at least that's out of the way from there. And then you know that other teams are going to be dropping points or have a possibility of dropping points when they play them and they you know, they versed the lower teams in the competition. But uh, I will mention, I was at the Bulleye Coromel game on Friday night and, you know, Bulleye looked at their best in that one. Uh, obviously not defensively, that 
um, let two late goals slip, but scoring five, um, it was a brilliant attacking display towards the end of the game from Bulleye. And how do you see this one panning out? Oh, look, this one's going to be a, a good one as well. Um, obviously, Cringilla picking a point off Wollongong United uh, and Bulleye uh, taking it to Coromel, scoring five goals. But uh, I think just given the, the circumstances, given um, Bulleye's recent form, especially coming off that five-goal game against Coromel, uh, I'm going to back Bulleye. I think I will also back Bulleye for this one, but I think that Cringilla has certainly shown that they can be a real force uh, in the division. However, with Bulleye on the form and the run they are on at the moment, this is a game that they really should... Uh, probably be looking at to pick up all three points. And the first game that we will discuss on Saturday afternoon, Balambi against Wollongong United at Elizabeth Park. So the Rosellas, it was quite a tough weekend for them. They failed to score across their two games, a 3-0 defeat to Tarawana and that 1-0 loss to Winuna. And you wouldn't think it'd get any easier for them this weekend. Oh, yeah, definitely not. Um, coming up against, you know, the reigning uh, premiers in, in Wollongong United, um, never a tough ask. Uh, they are back at Elizabeth Park, but obviously wanting to keep that, uh, put that weekend behind them. Um, two losses in a row on the Saturday and then on the Sunday as well. Um, but I should also mention that they've only scored one goal in their opening four games, which is which is yeah, pretty disappointing for the Rosellas, I think, after their, you know, promising start after last season coming out with a bang. But you know, they only scored the one goal, but they've also only conceded six, which is actually the, the third tied best in the competition. So you look at all the other teams around them down the bottom of the table and they've uh, conceded a lot more. So that's a bit of a positive to come out of that one for Balambi, but uh, a big task for them this weekend. Well, yeah, and I was at their game against Winuna on Sunday um, and it was a similar story to the Olympic game the, the week before, you know, where defensively they seem okay and they seem able to, contain Winuna for, for large parts of the game, but it is just going forwards really where they do struggle. Um, and, and you would suggest that's probably the reason that they're not going to be really finishing much higher up uh, in the table. Yeah, it's it's definitely uh, it's, it's the thought that um, is going to be going around the Rosellas camp at the moment. So yeah, maybe if they pick a few goals, they can sort of nab a few wins and, and points in the next few weeks. Yeah, and we did mention that it's not going to get any easier this weekend coming up against Wollongong United. Although United, they did have that. I guess it was rather a shock, that stalemate uh, against Cringilla. And it also does see them four points off the top after just four games. I mean, this really sort of is a must-win game heading into this weekend. Yeah, back-to-back draws for Wollongong United. Uh, first that one-on-one with Bulleye and then and then that draw with the shock draw, as you said, Tim, with Cringilla. Um, obviously, a little slump in form for Wollongong United, but uh, just just so you mentioned as well that they are still in the FFA Cup, so they're still firing in that one as well. Not too sure how the priorities are going between the league and the Cup at the moment, but um, Wollongong United is still a quality side. They can definitely turn it on when they need to. So, um, yeah, this could be the perfect weekend to do so. And I think that I will actually back United to win this game. I think that, you know, the fact that their form has slumped a little bit in recent times, I'll see this as a real opportunity to, to go and win the game. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you, Tim. I, I'm going to back the Wollongong United as well for this one. And the next game on Saturday afternoon, Wununa against Coromel at Ocean Park. So I think it's fair to say that the Sharks, they did have that statement weekend, picking up two wins from two, uh, 6-2 against South Coast United on Saturday, and then a 1-0 win against Balambi. On Sunday, Corey Haynes-Gross continued his goal-scoring form, picking up a hat-trick against South Coast United. It definitely was an important weekend for them. Oh, a massive weekend, Tim. Uh, probably one that kickstarts their season as well. Back-to-back wins and 
um, backing up your game from Saturday is also a massive ask, but um, they got the job done on both occasions and what an attacking performance they had on Saturday as well. Corey Haynes gross. That's his now his uh, fifth goal in his four games um, that he's played since returning to Ocean Park. So he's been absolutely firing recently as well, Tim. Yeah. And just looking at Coromel here, I mean, it is three losses in their opening four games. Most recently, a 5-2 defeat to Bulleye on Friday night. You were at that game. How did you assess their performance overall? Yeah, look, um, I think majority of the game, it, it was only 2-0. Uh, but I got two first-half goals before you know finishing it off at the end. But I thought there was a lot of uh, patches in their defence, uh, Coromel. And and that's definitely something that Goran Trajewski and Chris Peros will be wanting to fix in the coming weeks. Um, there was a few goals in the second half. I think uh, it was Joel Beattie scoring his second of the night. He was left wide open on the right before... Aaron Baker scored one. He just waltzed through the, the defensive line, but it was a determined comeback and, and they brought it back within um, two goals towards the end, but ultimately fell short. But obviously, yeah, they need to be fixing up that defense if they wanted wanting to pick up any more points in the coming weeks. And I guess you'd suggest that in attack, they haven't really had too many problems. I mean, Rick Goodchild and Sandy Lowcock have sort of been in goal scoring form so far. So from that perspective, you'd say they're okay, but it's just more that defensive uh, sort of solidity that's really costing them at the moment. Yeah, I mean, you look at their goals scored and they've scored more, three more goals than the Albion Park White Eagles and, and the White Eagles are sitting in second place. So, yeah, I don't think their attack is too much their problem. Just, yeah, as you said, the um, just solidifying the defence. And uh, what are you thinking here for a prediction in this game? I mean, it's quite an interesting game, really, because both these sides, it's sort of a little bit unknown where they might finish considering their starts to the season, really. Yeah, look, um, as we said, Winuna, we mentioned from the weekend, Winuna picking up back-to-back wins, um, you know, turning their form around a little bit and Coromel's form turning around in the opposite direction. So it could be either way um, in this one. And I know how much Winuna love playing at Ocean Park, but uh, I'm going to tip, um, I'm actually going to back Coromel in this one. I just think that, uh, you know, Winuna's defence has been a little bit shaky. I know they wouldn't have wanted to to concede those two goals against South Coast United on the weekend and the four goals to Coniston and the four goals against Port Kembla as well in, in the first two weeks. So it's a chance the Coromel can really sort of, um, you know, pick apart the Winuna defensive line and, and come away with the, the win. Yeah, well, I mean, that clean sheet against Belambi was their, their first clean sheet of the season. So from that perspective, I mean, you could say that this is an opportunity for a Coromel side that do like to score goals to, to really sort of capitalise on this However, I do think I will say the Sharks to, to win this one. I think that that positive weekend was really the, the, the platform that they needed to start the season. Uh, and it's another opportunity for them this weekend against Coromel. And looking at the final game on Saturday afternoon, Port Kembla against Tarawana at Wetherill Park. So Port Kembla, it was a pretty positive start to the season, you'd say. But, you know, back-to-back defeats have sort of dissipated that. Most recently, a 4-1 defeat to Wollongong Olympic. Yeah, look, we spoke about how good they were to start the season, um, picking up those four points in those two, the first two games against South Coast United and Winuna. But um, yeah, two two um, two games against the harder opponents in the Albion Park White Eagles and Wollongong Olympic, who are you know top two in the competition at the moment, has sort of um, slumped Port Kembla back down to eighth position on the ladder, and they've only just got the four points after the four games, which is probably what not where they wanted to be. Um, since appointing Stuart Beatty as coach as well. So they'll be wanting to turn it around this weekend as well. I guess one positive for them, though, is that Jordan Nikolovsky is still scoring. He picked up the uh, consolation goal against Wollongong Olympic at the weekend. I mean, that must be a positive for them at least. 
Yeah, that's a massive um, uh, plus sign for, for Port Kembler there. Uh, Nikoloski scoring in, in three of his four opening games of the season, and he is sitting uh, tied top goal scorer in the competition, along with uh, Corey Haynes Gross up there. So a lot of positives uh, for, for going forward for Port Kembler in attack. But obviously, um, in recent weeks, just, just leaking the defence a little bit as well. They're, they've got the first third lowest uh, defensive record in the competition. So uh, just like Coromel, if they can you know tighten things up at the back, they're going to be a very dangerous threat. And uh, I guess Tarawana sort of have the opposite form. I mean, they picked up back-to-back 3-0 wins, most recently a 3-0 win against Belambi. And picking up those two clean sheets in a row after conceding nine goals in the first two games, you'd say that's quite a positive for them, especially considering that difficult start that they had. Oh, yeah, massive for the Blueies. Uh, what a turnaround in, in, in recent weeks. Two 3-0 wins, as you said. Two clean sheets. You, you can't really go wrong with that. Um, I know we did mention they versed, you know, two of the the best teams in the competition in the first uh, opening two rounds with Bulleye and Wollongong United. Um, and we'll seeing to see how they were going to go against the, the lower teams in the division. And, and they've sort of put them to the sword there with both 3-0 wins. So um, promising signs to come for Tarawana. I think this game here, I think, I think I will say Tarawana to win. Uh, I think that the positive run of form that they have been on and the contrast in form between the two sides probably just suggests uh, another win for the Blueies. Yeah, look, I might go the opposite to you, Tim. I'm, I'm going to back Port Kemmler in this one. I just think they've got the quality up front to to score goals when they want to, and especially, as we mentioned, uh, Jordan Nik- Nikoloski firing as well. And uh, I think uh, they'll have the quality to, to get the job done over the Blueies. And in the first of two games on Saturday night, the earlier kickoff, Coniston against Wollongong Olympic at JJ Kelly Park. This is probably the game of the round, at least at the top of the table. Uh, I mean, Coniston, they did lose that that winning streak that they were on, that loss to Albion Park. How do you think that they will be feeling heading into this one? Oh, look, I, I still think they've got all the confidence they need heading into into the, the game of, of their season, essentially, um, uh, so far. Um, obviously, that they had that loss against... Uh, Albion Park White Eagles at the uh, last weekend, but it, it was a late winner from Cameron Morgan that sort of put him to the sword in the end of that one. But they'll still come out uh, with plenty of fire in, in this one, wanting to, to show the competition. They're still one, uh, one a force to be reckoned with as well. So yeah, a, a lot of confidence sending to this one for Coniston. And Wollongong Olympic, they are the only side in the division with that 100% record. They kept that going with a 4-1 win against Port Kembler and Hikaru Kawasakiya continued his goal-scoring start to the year, picking up a goal, as well as Ben Zuko netting in back-to-back games now. They're looking really strong this year, and, and that win against Port Kembler and that emphatic win against Port Kembler just really continuing on that trend. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, Olympic absolutely firing at the moment. Um, they've got the, the tied best attack in the competition um, and also the best defence. So it's all going right for them recently uh, in the opening stages of the competition. So very positive signs for Olympic. They are also in the FFA Cup, which I will mention, uh, which is a fantastic feat. So, yeah, it's all going right for Olympic and they'll be heading into this one with full momentum and full uh, form as well. Will you be backing Olympic to maintain their 100% record here? Yeah, definitely, Tim. Um, I just think they've got quality throughout the pitch. As I mentioned, best attack, best defense. I, I can't go past one Olympic in this one. I'm going to say Coniston to win this one. I think, of course, it was a disappointing result against Albion Park. But I think this is a real opportunity for them to sort of find out where they are as a team. And I think before this game, they'd been on a great run of form. And while this is a bit of a disappointing result against Albion Park, playing against Wollongong Olympic here is an opportunity for them to, to get back on track. And I think especially at home, there's a real chance they might do that. Looking at the final game that we will discuss in the Illawarra Premier League, 
and the final game on Saturday night, South Coast United against Albion Park White Eagles at Ian McLennan Park. So United, they did go down 6-2 to Winuna on Saturday. It was another disappointing run. And Nathan, it, it, they just don't seem to be able to catch a break in the division so far. Yeah, definitely not. Um, it's been worrying signs recently for South Coast United. Um, zero wins from four games in, to, to start the season is, is what no team and coach wants. Um, and obviously, Greg Valich will need to, to um, sort of turn things around down at, at South Coast United if they want to sort of make any statement from, from not finishing at the bottom come season's end. And I guess their opponents, Albion Park, heading into this one, it was a big win for them against Coniston. Um, and they have dropped just two points, seeing them in second place. But they haven't really been... I mean, you mentioned you sort of compared Coromals and Albion Park's goal scoring this year. And Albion Park, I think they've only won by uh, one-goal margins this year. Do you think this presents a real opportunity for them to, to go and pick up a, a sort of a statement win in terms of scoring a few goals here? Especially, you know, Cameron Morgan, who picked up a brace at the weekend, he he will surely be relishing this game. Oh, yeah, definitely, Tim. Um, you look at... As you said, a team coming second, um, and they've only scored six goals in four games. Um, obviously, they're just getting the job done, and when they needing to, not sort of blowing out teams, but uh, definitely an opportunity to do that this weekend uh, against the South Coast United side, who scored, who have conceded, sorry, fifteen goals in their opening four games. Um, so yeah, and, and as you did mention as well, Tim Cameron Morgan. Uh, back on the goal scoring charts for the White Eagles, picking up that brace and that win over Coniston. So, yeah, as you said, 100%, it'll be a, a one that Morgan's going to be uh, really looking forward to. I think it'll it'll take quite something for, for South Coast United to, to win this one. Although, I mean, against Coniston, who were in a similar situation to Albion Park, uh, they did put in a, a decent showing and and only went down 2-1 and actually played quite well in that game in, in parts. So, I mean, that they may very well be capable of, of putting sort of Albion Park under a little bit of pressure in this game. But I just feel here that, that Albion Park, they are such a strong side. And I think this is another opportunity for them to, to pick up a win, especially with uh, Coniston and Wollongong Olympic going head to head. It's a chance for them to pick up some points on them. So I think the White Eagles will win this one. Yeah, look, I'm going to uh, agree with you there, Tim. I um, just think the quality that the White Eagles can show, uh, especially um, that they haven't reached their full potential yet. So that'll definitely be a weekend to do so against uh, a South Coast United side really low on confidence. And that concludes the preview for the Illawarra Premier League. Uh, Nathan and I will discuss the District League now. And just quickly before we do get into that preview, earlier this week I spoke with the rule captain Daniel Arthur after their first win of the season. Here's what he had to say. So uh, thanks for joining me today, Dan. Um, so you did finally pick up that first win of the campaign. What did you make of that 4-2 win against Balgiani? Yeah, no, it was good. Um, it was a bit of a monkey off our back to get that first win. Um, uh, it was, yeah, that was really important at home as well. So we try and win as much as we can at home. So... Yeah, we, we played well. We scored a couple of goals in the first half, which eased the nerves a little bit and almost let them back into the game a bit second half. But yeah, overall, it was a really positive result. So stoked to get that first win and hopefully more to come. Is there a feeling amongst the group that that first win is sort of a, a bit of an important moment for you in the context of the season moving forwards? Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't think we've been playing that badly. I think we've been playing decently well, just haven't been able to get the wins so far. So, yeah, that first win's a big one. I'm hoping now that we can try and string a few together and get a bit of consistency. And then I feel like once we get a few wins going, the, um, yeah, the confidence will grow even more. Now, the side have conceded 
11 goals so far this year, one of the highest rates across either division this year. How is this looking to be rectified? Yeah, it's a little bit of a worry, um, considering so many goals. We usually pride ourselves on our defence and and uh, really shutting teams out. So con- to concede, I think it's at 11, so yeah, quite a few. So yeah, we just got to try and I think work um, on not conceding soft goals and and just working on that first half, not conceding in the first half, which has been a little bit of a something we've done the last few games. But yeah, I'm not too, we're not too worried. We know that we have the capabilities to be able to defend well and shut teams out. So just got to put it into practice. Now, in terms of the actual squad this year, we've seen quite a few second graders step up uh, this year. What kind of impact have those guys made? Yeah, well, it's just, well, that's the good thing about the club at Thoreau. We, um, our reserve grade has been really successful. Second grade has been really successful over the over quite a few years now. So we try and find that it's really, there's not much difference really between our first grade and our reserve grade. We train well together. Um, there's a lot of players that could probably play first grade to quite a few clubs. They're good quality players. So it's, um, yeah, they bring a lot of energy to the team. There's always competition for spots, which is really good. So from that sense, it's uh, yeah, it's kind of what makes the club, I think, so special is that we've got this real quality group of players that can play first grade and reserve grade. So, yeah, it's what's really good about the club. And now Aaron Darkey has come across from Helensburg this year. What does he offer the team since joining up in the defence? Yeah, so he's got a bit of experience playing up at Helensburg, playing a few roles along the back line. He's a really good talker, um, really good at organising defensively and he's quite confident with the ball at his feet too. So he brings a lot of, um, yeah, just a bit of confidence at the back, a bit of composure at the back. So he's been a really good acquisition that we've had this year. Yeah, and just moving forwards, it's another tricky game this weekend against University. How are you feeling heading into that one? Yeah, they've been going quite well, Uni. So they'll always be a tough team. They're always a tough team to play, tough team to burst. Um, I think we're playing at Uni too. So that's another um, thing we've got to try and overcome. But I guess from our point of view, we've just got to keep building on what we've been doing the last few weeks and keeping possession and, and trying to play the style of football that we, we know we can play. And like you kind of alluded to earlier, we've got to try and make sure they don't concede, make sure we don't concede, sorry. So stop them scoring. Um, and then I think if we can stop them scoring, we've got enough firepower to score a couple ourselves. And yeah, I think that's the goal, try and stop them from scoring. And then in an attack, I think we trust what we can do on attack. And yeah, hopefully we can continue to build on the result from last week. And just finally, more broadly, in terms of looking at this season as a whole, what are the expectations this year? Um, I think if we can continue doing what we've been doing and trying to win a few more games, if we can sneak into the finals, that'd be awesome. Um, sneak into finals and once you get into that finals contention, who knows what can happen. Um, the good thing about the competition is anyone can beat anyone depending on the day that whatever team's having. So if we can keep doing what we've been doing and keep chugging along throughout, throughout the rounds, racking up a few wins and get into that final series, um, yeah, then it's, yeah, we'll see what happens from there. But I guess the goal is to try and make that that final series and, and see what happens. Thank you for your time. That's all right. No worries. And in the People Care District League, all games will be played on Saturday afternoon. The first game that we will talk about is Shell Cove against Picton at Barrack Heights Sports Field. So Shell Cove, they did pick up a rather resounding 4-0 win over university, Mimi Yelda continued his positive start to the year, picking up another two goals. And since that, 
defeat to Oak Flats. They have now won three games in a row and scored 16 goals in those three games. They're looking like a real force this year. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, a 4-0 win against the side that's, you know, tippy top five is 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 a very promising and a very positive one to take out of it. Um, obviously, their last two games against Berkeley and DeBrul, you, you'd say, you know, towards the, end of the, t- the bottom end of the table, um, you should, they should be winning those games. But, yeah, to pick up a 4-0 win over a university side um, is, is a massive result as well. And, and three of their goals came in the second half, so it shows that they can finish the game out strongly as well. And the Rangers, I guess they also had a similarly positive weekend, a 2-0 win against Berkeley, which was their first of the year. Do you feel that could be a catalyst for them to, to go and get some better form this season? Yeah, it's definitely the turnaround that uh, Picton sort of needed uh, after those three defeats in the opening few games. But, you know, we look at the results, uh, looking back on them, uh, they, they were very close games, um, you know, losing only by one or two goals in, inside the opening three weeks. And that's to to three of the teams that are occupying uh, top five spots at the moment as well. So, you know, picking up a win against a team that could potentially finish lower than you on the table is a big thing as well. So it definitely what exactly what Picton needed to, to turn their season around. Will you be backing the Rangers here or do you just think Shell Cove, the momentum they're on at the moment, they'll just simply be too strong here? I think uh, given their recent form, Shell Cove will uh, come away with this one. I think I'll agree with you there. I mean, Shell Cove, the run of form they are on at the moment and scoring well as well. Uh, I mean, a 7-0 win against Berkeley and then most recently a 4-0 win now against University. They just look like a side that are going to keep scoring goals here and I reckon they might be able to, to pull something off against Picton as well. So next up is Berkeley against Kayama at Berkeley Sports. So the Goats, uh, it is now three defeats in a row with that 2-0 defeat to Picton. They are seeming now after a positive result to really sort of struggle. Uh, And do you think, though, that a game here against Kayama may present an opportunity for them to sort of get back into the winning circle and, and move forwards from there? Yeah, it's definitely a, a big, uh, big game for the for the goats this weekend uh, against Kaima, who are sitting currently sitting on the bottom of the table, um, yet to win a game. Um, Berkeley, obviously, that difference from that first first round uh, victory over Thoreau, um haven't seen them sort of to their best quality that um, they did play in that game as well since since then. But uh, it'll be yeah, it, it'll be definitely a good game for for either side to pick up a win in this one as well. Well, Kayama, they are still winless in the league after four games. However, Chris Christodoulou did get on the score sheet for the first time this season in their 3-1 defeat to Oak Flats. How do you feel Kayama are going to go into this game? A similar attitude to Berkeley in that, you know, a win here could really sort of boost them after, you know, quite a poor start, really. Yes, very similar to Berkeley. Um, they have picked up just one point in their opening four games, but I think they can take a lot of positives out of their last game against uh, Oak Flats. Um, they were, you know, only 2-1 down until late on in, in the contest. And and as you mentioned, uh, Chris Dudulu, uh picking up his first goal of the season. And, you know, when he's scoring goals, the, the Quarriers are actually playing a lot better as well. So uh, a positive signs for comfort, I, I believe, for Kaima as well, Tim. I think I will tip a draw between these two sides. I mean, both teams have been on a poor run of form at the moment. Um, and I just reckon that they'll probably end up cancelling each other out in this one. Yeah, look, I might have disagreed with you there, Tim. I think I will back the, uh, the Quarriers in, in this one. Um, I just think, as I said, uh, building on the momentum from their, their previous games um, after, you know, a, a positive uh, outing against Oak Flats, and they can definitely take a lot of... Uh, 
signs out of it as well. But um, you look at their defense and they've only conceded the eight goals this year. I know we say it's eight goals in the four games, but compared to other years for the Quarriers, it's seemingly a lot better than, than um, what they've recently done. And, and that's actually the same amount of goals as uh, Oak Flats have conceded as well this year. So I believe that they've, you know, definitely tightened things up at the back and they can get the job done against Berkeley this weekend. And looking at another game, Oak Flats against Helensburg at Keith Bond Oval. So the Falcons, they did pick up another win, a 3-1 win against Kiama. Kyle Dell and Joshua Eagleton got on the score sheet as well as an own goal. Uh, Nathan, without being particularly outstanding, they still have, you know, a decent record after the first four rounds. Yeah, I mean, they've only really had that defeat to university in uh, round two, the Falcons, and uh, they've scored 10 goals in their other three games as well. And they've, you know, beat, um, they've handed Shell Cove their only defeat of the season, as well as picking up wins mm-hmm. over Kymer and Picton as well. Um, so obviously not the um, the best fit form the Falcons have been in, but, they, you know, they're getting the job done as well. And they're still sitting on uh, tied on top of the table, given that Unidera have that game in hand as well. But um, obviously, yeah, we've still got still yet to see the best from the Falcons. And their opponents, Helensburg, a 3-0 win against Fern Hill. However, they will be without Robbie Watson, who was sent off in that one. Brad Watts did pick up a brace, though, on a positive note. And they are back to winning ways after that blip against Warilla. Yeah, definitely a, a, a definite blipper, I think, in that one team. Uh, leave that one, leave that game behind them, and and it was a, it was a good result against uh, Fern Hill. And as you said, Brad Watts picking out two goals and an assist, um, who's really you know stamped his his foot since being back at Helensburg um, after his season away. So um, yeah, positive signs for for the Berg. And will you be backing the Thistle here to pick up the win? Yeah, look, Tim, I think this is a very hard hard one to pick in this one. Um, you know, you've got two very good teams and, and a very quality attacking sides as well. Um, and, we've, and we've seen that already this season. Um, you know, Oak Flat scoring 10 goals, which is the second best in the league. Um, Helensburg scoring seven, but they have had a game. Uh, they do have a game in hand in that one as well. So it can it'd definitely be a contest that, that could swing either way, but I, I can't go past the thistle, you know, um, after that performance last week against Fernhill, I, I think they'll be able to get the job over a, a Falcons side who are really yet to get going in, in 2021. I think I will actually say the Falcons to win this one. I think that, yes, they, they, they perhaps haven't had a, a particularly, well, I mean, to be fair, you know, they have won three out of their, their opening four games, which is a fine start. And I just think here's an opportunity for them to, to go and really get that statement win against a Helensburg side that were, were tipped to really go and win the, the whole thing this year. So for me, I will say Oak Flats, they are at home as well. Looking at the next game, Rilla against Balgowney at King Mickey Park. So the Wanderers, they did go down narrowly to Unandera 1-0, which ends their unbeaten start to the season. Going up here against the Balgowney side that have been on a slump of form ever since the uh, opening day of the season, you would suggest this is a must-win game really for Warilla. Yeah, it's a big one for the Wanderers. Um, it took a second-half goal for them to, to go down to, to Unandera last weekend. And as you said, they did lose their undefeated start in, in that one as well. But I did want to mention their sort of defensive uh, solidity to start the season. Um, it's been four games and, they, and they've just conceded the three goals in those four games. And you know, they've versed some some quality opponents in, in Helensburg and Unidera who, you know, tipped to be second and third respectively, but by myself, mind you. So they've, they've definitely had some pros, positive um, games already this season. So um, if they can pick up a few wins against, you know, the, uh, the teams that aren't going too well this year, then they can really make a statement on the league and, and be pushing. 
And just looking at the Rangers here, it is three losses in a row. Uh, and they have now conceded 11 goals in that time. It's a bit concerning now for Balgauni after what was a positive start to the year, similar to the way Berkeley were. They really have started to tail off a little bit now. Yeah, as we, as we said, um, starting the season so well against Kayama um, with that 2-1 two win, two win. But yeah, the 4-2 defeat to Thoreau sort of makes them go down even further on the table and, and sort of in form as well. So um, they were down 4-0 at one stage in that game as well before you know getting two late goals back. But they're definitely wanting to approve, improve on this one. And against the Rorilla side who, who have been struggling to score goals this year as well, they've only scored the five, which is the um, only the third uh, lowest in the competition so they might be able to you know really pick apart uh you know their, their attack and, and keep the sort of things tightened at the back but I, I will mention that these two teams did play as well just a couple of weeks ago in the Burt Benton Cup uh Balgandy did come away as four nil winners in that one too with Hollingshead scoring a hat-trick so they'll definitely be keeping that in mind as well I think for this one, Warilla will, will probably win. I just think that the start that they've had to the season, yes, they did go down narrowly to Unendera, but I think they've proven so far this year that they are going to be a tricky side to, to play against this year. And I think that this is an opportunity for them to, to get back in the winner's circle after going down to Unendera last week. Yeah, look, I might agree with you there, Tim. I just think uh, Revilla sort of started the season. They've uh, really been building on, on on confidence as well around their camp. That you know they're a relatively uh, new side um, in terms of in terms of playing with each other in in that in that sense. So I believe that they can get the job done against the uh, you know Bagani side, really low on confidence at the moment. Uh, three defeats in a row. So yeah, I'm going to back the Wanderers with you, Tim. And the second to last game that we will discuss in the District League this week. Another interesting game, really. Fern Hill against Unendera at Ray Robinson Field. So the Foxes, uh, the unbeaten start to the division did end with that 3-0 defeat to Helensburg. I mean, Helensburg have been a quality side this year, Nathan. So you'd think that while Fern Hill will be disappointed not to win, you know, they have gone up against a really quality side in the Thistle. Yeah, look, and um, credits to them for keeping him out that long as well. It, it sort of took him right down to the second half and a bit of uh, Brad Watts' um, masterclass to really put him to the sword, I think, the Foxes. So, you know, a loss is probably something you'd be disappointed about, but uh, the, I, mean, I think uh, head coach Dale White would be taking positives out of the first half and as well as keeping sort of, uh, you know, the top top side of the competition to held that long in the game as well. So uh, heading into this one, they'll need abundance of confidence as well. So uh, I think it's another big one for the Foxes. And the Hearts, they are the only side in the division to maintain their 100% record, of course, playing a game less that 1-0 win against Warilla. And I do believe they did finish their FFA Cup game and did actually come out victors in that one. So they'd probably go into this game with a lot of confidence. Yeah, definitely, Tim. Um, yeah. Two two games in the FFA Cup technically in the one in the one week um, finishing up that game in extra time so four three winners there one nil winners uh, on the weekend against Rivilla so plenty of confidence for Unidara and they still haven't lost a game in the competition this season so a lot of positives to come out of the Hearts camp um, uh, in the district league as well so the only positive uh, the only side as you said with a hundred percent record and you're going to back the Hearts to maintain their record this season. Yeah, I think I will, Tim. Uh, I just think that, you know, they got the quality to get the job done against, you know, top sides. And we've seen that already this season uh, as well. So, yeah, I'm going to back them to keep their 100% record intact. I'm actually going to say Fern Hill to win this one. I think that they've been a really, uh, you know, exciting side so far this year. And yes, it's a disappointing result 
against Helensburg, but you did mention that there were prob- probably positive signs in that game. And I think if they're able to carry those across into this Unendera game here and sort of find the, the before this game, you know, that free scoring form that they, they, they were showing, um, they could definitely cause Unendera some problems. And the final game that we will discuss, University against the rule at UOW Oval 1. Now, Nathan, it is a new ground for University to be playing at. However, it was a disappointing result uh, when they did play Shellcove a 4-0 defeat there. Now, that was probably quite a disappointing result for them, not only just the result on its own, but also the fact that that did end their unbeaten start this year. Yeah, a very disappointing uh, result after University's, you know, strong start to the season. It's seen them slump down to uh, sixth on the table as well in that one. They've scored 10 goals and also conceded 10 goals as well. Um, it is the second best attack, but it's also the third worst defense in the competition. And, and Scott Regent will need to be fixing uh, whatever's, uh, whatever happened on the weekend against Selkov. Um uh, maybe just a just a blip in in their sort of form in, in the start of the season. So moving on to this weekend, then it's probably the, a good time to first uh, the rule. Uh, they did pick up their first win of the season on the weekend, but uh, they haven't had the best start to the campaign either. Yeah, and just focusing on the Thunder here, you mentioned they they did pick up that four two win against Balgowney. Robbie Gingell picking up a brace in that one, and they were four nil up uh, at one stage, but they did sort of let it slip a little bit, conceding two goals in that one it probably is an important win for the thunder you would think and perhaps a little bit of momentum for them moving into this game against the university side coming off a bit of a shock defeat yeah it's probably the best time to verse university i think um you know given that they conceded four goals in that game as well and that the rule scored their four goals too so um it's probably the best game for the thunder to to, to play the side and and we talked about how they were oh and three after the first three games you know losing to to sides that they um, probably couldn't beat on their good days as well in, in both uh, in Berkeley in, in that one, but they have versed harder opponents as well in the, in the other two games in Unidare and Shell Cove. So a, a definite turnaround in, in results with rule that, that could continue this weekend. I think for this one here, I will say university to, to win this one. I just think that looking at the way that they have, uh, you know, started the season, excluding that defeat to Shell Cove, you know, they have had quite a positive start and have shown that they are capable of scoring goals and, and playing quite well in these games. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if the, if that win it for the rule um, against Balgani sort of kickstarts something for them this year, because, you know, I guess they hadn't been playing, playing too badly. You know, they had scored a lot of goals, the rule, but it, was, it is just at the other end of the pitch that they are struggling a little bit. And I just feel that University are going to capitalise on that and uh, pick up the win in this one. Yeah, look, I might agree with you, with you on that one, Tim. Um, you talk about the rules defence. Um, they have conceded 11 goals in the, the opening four games, but uh, also mentioning the University's defence as well, conceding the 10. But um, just given that University's attack put four on uh, the Falcons a couple, just a couple of weeks ago, I think they can definitely uh, run away with this one as well. And that does conclude the previews for this week. Nathan, thanks for coming on again. No worries, Tim. It's been a pleasure. Taking a look at the Grange Women's Division 1 now and all games were played on Sunday. Albion Park made it 2 from 2 with a 2-1 win against Wollongong United as the rule were held to a one-all draw with Kaima at Thomas Gibson Park. Shell Harbour earned their first set of three points of the season, defeating Winuna 2-0 at Ocean Park. And South Coast Flame had a 2-all draw with University White.
Looking ahead to round four now and all but one game will be played on Sunday. Starting with Shell Harbour taking on Wollongong United at home as Albion Park hosts South Coast Flame at Terry Reserve. University White will play against the Rule at Coolabong over one. While University Yellow will take on Wununa at the same time and the same place however on Coolabong over two. On Tuesday night Kayama will take on Warilla at Kayama Sporting Complex. And that does conclude the Football South Coast Weekly for this week. Make sure to follow Football South Coast on Twitter at FSC underscore official for live updates on the biggest matches across Illawarra football, as well as match reports, previews and reviews. My name is Timothy Gibson. Thank you for listening.